Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today, sir? I'm fine. Today, I guess, is like the business Christmas. I mean, everyone usually takes the day, the Monday after or Sunday Christmas off. So it's kind of like almost Christmas, I guess. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is, you know, I always liked it when Christmas was on Sunday. It just seemed appropriate. Yeah. Yep. But... I don't know about you. No, I didn't have any bad things happen on 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 Christmas. Although it's been a bad year, bad couple of years. Um, it just didn't seem like Christmas. Do you know? I think a lot anymore. of it has to do with politics. Oh, one hundred percent with politics. Nobody's yeah. happy. Um, you know, one uh, somebody I got gifts for. A lot of people do their gifts online. Now they they right. order that way. I ordered some and I got some notifications saying, oh, well, it's not going to be here on time. You know, and I got yep. those last week and I was going, really, geez, well, you know, that's, that's not good. And then I got another thing, you know, well, you know, with, uh, everything, you know, they will get new supplies and I'm going, well, that's well after Christmas. So it makes you adjust everything, Yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah, but you know, I, I think that uh, look at look at the big gift that Congress gave the American people with uh, with it didn't bother them at all. It, with they just did it uh, the day before they left town, or I guess the day they left town, they all approved almost unanimously the omnibus bill, which puts us into incredible debt. And every one of those guys walked away, I'm sure, with. Uh, a little perk in their park pocket, you know what I'm saying? A little, a little bit of coin in their old pocket 1. from point seven trillion. Unbelievable, dollars. unbelievable. I don't know and how they do it, Bill. Four thousand pages. They didn't read it. No, no, they didn't. And with them doing that, you're going well. Four thousand pages. You know what was it for? Well, the the premise of I don't know why they call it. The omnibus bill. It's ominous, all right. Uh, it's to fund the government to keep it going. Yeah. And tell them, and they had so much time to get this done. And not only that, but Bill, they, they could have very easily put a gap bill together. Meaning, right. You know, till the next Congress. Right. But what they were doing is they had projects. And what, what kind of projects, Bill? Well, stuff you really don't want to know about. You know, the... Where you, you it'll come out in the wash down the road. We're paying what for what? We're giving grants for what for when? Who? Yeah, that's what they put in there all the time. The basic, you know, you know, the gist of all the money is going to BS pork. Yeah, the the money to fund the government. Well, I have to tell you, when I heard that it was passed, mm-hmm. it, I really felt sad. I couldn't believe that I'm feeling sad for the friggin' budget, but it it is such an ominous omnibus bill that it it's going to crush our economy. It's going to crush us, and we're all going to feel the effects of this bill. M- mark my words. You're going to feel it. You know, I heard an economist last week, and they were talking about inflation and everything. He said, well, pretty much it's over now. You know, uh, business has learned how to adjust. And uh, we just pass it on to the consumer. Oh, it comes to us. Yeah. Now they're saying, now it's interesting. You got people like Amazon and other big companies. Bank of America is saying, you know, we've been told that, oh, everything is going well. It's going well. And 
things are up, you know, but those are all not real numbers and they are gearing for a big economic downturn well, Bill, in this new year. Amazon, as successful as they are, they laid off a bunch of people recently. Or they're they going to lay off more. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we had the Washington Post, the New York Times, these big media outlets. They laid off uh, a large chunk of their staff. There were big layoffs at uh, places like CNN. You and know. there's going to be more. I mean, it, it could be coming to a job near you. And now, uh, I don't want to scare people because you know, you're a retiree. I'm, yeah. I'm retired these days. People have pensions. They have Social Security, whatever they got for retirement. You know, what is the first thing that these fat cats will touch? Social things- Security. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, that, won't, they, they call that the third rail of politics, Bill, meaning mm-hmm. most everyone on both sides agrees that if they touch Social Security, they're doomed because it's such a large segment of our, especially the, with the baby boomer generation, there are a lot of people on Social Security now, and they vote. So they're, they're hesitant to do something like that, but I do think you'll see things like where they would have had a cost of living increase, they won't have one, you know? Well, yeah, what you got, you better enjoy, you better plan ahead, you better start, you know, figuring out other forms of income. Um, And I don't know that you're going to be able to do it because you're not the only one that's in this uh, sinking boat of where is this money going to come from? Yeah. Uh, Everybody's going to be looking and you're going to have a hard time putting food on the table. You're going to have a hard time. Do you know that the power companies... They say something like 20% of America right now mm-hmm. is behind on their power bills. And we're not talking one or two months. We're talking two and three months behind. And even though we've got this devastating winter going on, the power companies are going to be forced to shut them off. Got a question for you. Has it occurred to anybody? I mean, is it normal for us to go from like 65 degree temperatures in two weeks to go to minus 20. It just seems like this is a strange year, weather-wise. Yeah. Well, as we record this right now, right. it's minus 7 degrees in New York City. Um, That's pretty damn cold. We have now, a heat wave here cold. now. It's 11. Oh, wow, man, you're doing good. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not – we're 14 right now. We're at 14 here. Good. Um, but, you know – the the te- the temperatures that we've been in is it's just a dry cold air that just I know I guess it affects you, know. you you and I we, we work with our our voice it affects our voice I mean we get congestion from it the when the air is dry it affects your your whole presentation the whole use of that tool that we use our voice um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but well, uh, I had a problem with it last week. But the real problem I had is is uh, they they consider it a mental condition. Now, I thought you were a mental case, Bill. Yeah. But it's one that a lot of you can relate to, and it's called anxiety. Yeah. And you'll wake up, and you feel like you can't breathe. You're worried about stuff. You can't get comfortable. And you sit up, but yet you can, oh, you can breathe through your nose. You can breathe through your mouth. You're fine, but 
something's bothering you and you don't know what it is. And then you have to lay there and go, calm down, calm down. Hey, listen, with all due respect, it's the world we're living in that's causing a lot of people to be anxious, I think. Uh, yeah. We're all suffering from what's happening to our country. We hear every day, and every day is a crisis. I mean, we have Title 42 is going to end any day now, and that's going to be even worse on the border and, and going to make things worse for the whole country. You know, I heard that a, a hospital in Yuma, Arizona, a regional hospital in Yuma, Arizona, had a, a, a bill of $20 million. They said, they, we can't afford this because we're treating these illegals coming across the border. They're not paying. Somebody has to. So we're, fa- we're paying it with our budget. We're way over budget by $20 million. How can, how can a hospital sustain itself? Well, you know, it is a business. Somebody owns it or a corporation owns it. But they're going to have to make cuts. And where that's going to come from, it's going to be from guys like you and me. We're or, not going to be able to get in there. Or close it down. Or close or it close down. It. If it's not making money and they and they keep putting $20 million into the system with no return, at some point, if it's a private business, they're going to say, that's it, we're closed. They may say t- temporarily. They may start doing it by cutting departments, you know, we, we no longer do that procedure here. We may no longer do that procedure, you know, there. But after a while, it's going to shrink. It's going to disappear. The services to the people of Yuma are going to just disappear because, and you know, the government's not doing anything to help them out. All no. they're doing is letting them in. Right. And what they're doing is uh, the government's not paying for the, the care, so the hospital ends up doing it. Yeah. And you know, the hidden fact is, you know, they used to call it, uh, well, I think they still do, charity care. Yeah. You know, if you go in and you don't have an insurance, sure. they are obligated still to treat you. Right. And the government knows this. So they're sending those illegals there. Yeah, just go in there. Tell them charity care. You have nothing. Yeah. And they're passing it on to. Joe says he's he's there for everybody in big business. He doesn't care. And, boy, what a thing to shut down. Just imagine if we shut down our, our medical system across the country. And a lot of people who are coming across the border, uh, they're coming across with light clothing on because when they started out, it was, you know, 75, 80 degrees. But now, even in Texas... It's 20 degrees, 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. and, and some of these people are suffering from severe exposure. And, yeah. and they got real problems down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, one of my markets down there, there, there's a big, I forget the name of it, but it's a big pass where you go through the mountains. Yeah. And it's a scenic view that everyone does. Well, it shut down this week, shut down for the winter because you get four miles into it. You're not going to get off that mountain, and you're going to freeze to death. Yeah, you know, it's yep. just, you know, it's uh, so they're coming into something, and I feel bad for them, but they were given promises that should have never been given to them, and we've opened up something that we should have never opened up. I say we, right? Uh, you know, our the government. most irresponsible, the most. The most, um, I won't say the word. No, I won't say it because it may come back to haunt me. Just say the most irresponsible 
uh, administration in the history of our country. But it's a it's a legitimate administration. And no. We voted for him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that's a matter of personal opinion. Um, uh, you know, if you, if you say that it, the the election was stolen, even though there's evidence now that you know there was a steal going on, and it was done by the Democratic Party with the help of social media and media, and, and that has been shown the uh, FBI and CIA. Yes, so it was all there. the The tweets, the text, and everything are there. Yet they build this story saying, "Well, Trump was trying to uh, get the army together to, to because he said there were treasonous in the government, and we all know that's fake because he was just trying to steal the election." Let me tell you something: you can't steal something that is in the process of being stolen, or was stolen. Yep, you're retrieving. And the further away we get from the election, the further away we get from 2020, the more adamant they are about the fact that it was a real honest election and nobody stole anything story. Uh, and they're getting the full court press from even people like uh sean handy who you know i knew something was up with him a while back but i i couldn't put my finger on it but when he when when they said that he came out and said uh he never believed for one instant that uh, the election was stolen I thought, what a crock of baloney this guy is. What, well, what a- the, the interesting thing is, you know, whether he believed it or not, he jumped on the bandwagon, yes. jumped on the narrative there. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was not a stolen election. And now, if you read the headlines, they are blasting him. You know, so he sat there and, you know, he gave in. And I'm not going to use any analogies here, but he gave in. He folded like a cheap suit. How's that? Well, yeah, he folded like a cheap suit. And now they're sitting there. They're trampling all over that cheap suit on the ground. So how do you feel, Sean? Well, I did it to yourself. I think that, uh, you know, he even even went uh, to President Trump and had the audacity to say, Put that behind you now. That's behind you. The election's behind you. Don't talk about it any, anymore. It's going to hurt you. And if, thank goodness President Trump had the brains not to listen to him. Because, yeah. you know, because even if, even if President Trump doesn't get in again, he, I believe, is right. And he should stand by his beliefs no matter what. I, he doesn't need me to tell him that. But, I mean, no. I applaud him for being a man of conviction. He thinks the election was stolen, period. But he thinks it, and and I know that he's he's he, right. He's not the only one. Elon Musk over the weekend had this to say about conspiracy theories. I mean, to be totally frank, um, almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. <laughs> so, <laughs> like if, is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true. And if not, uh, more true than people thought. Isn't that amazing? Let me play that again in case you missed it. Okay. Yeah. Elon Musk. I mean, to be totally frank, um, almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. <laughs> so, <laughs> like if, is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true. And if not, uh, more true than people thought. Okay, so if you thought that Twitter was putting its thumb on the scale. 
uh, if you thought that uh, Twitter was steering uh, the narrative in a certain direction, you were right. You were probably right. That's the, that's the guy who owns the business now telling you that, Elon right. Musk. Well, it, it was stolen. He, he released all the evidence that shows it was stolen. But yet, the left, they own so much of the media. And they are not going to give up the lie. When you, when you have a mob at your doorstep, and they got all the goods in from your house. Yeah. And you're going, wait, thief, stop. They're going, huh? we didn't steal it. Must have been you. You're the thief. But yeah, you're holding the evidence. You're still the thief because we outnumber you. And that's what really they do. They With the power of the media that they outnumber us. Biden, you know, the one person that's missing from everything Where's Hunter? How many times have you heard that in the news when his name know comes out? Did Hannity suggested to President Trump that he pardon Hunter? Why? Right after, right after, he thought it would be it would be a good image if you know he pardons Hunter. He he suggested to President Trump to pardon Hunter Biden before Biden was president. Come on. This, this is a guy, he, you know, I'm sorry, but... Uh, well, you know what that would have done to Trump? That would have destroyed his credibility with his base. Uh, and do you think the January 6th committee would not have happened? Oh, hell no, it would have happened. And uh, it would be 10 times worse than it is right now. Now, nothing is true in the January 6th committee from their hearings. And they're coming up with more fabricated and i say fabricated they're taking things and twisting them yeah and the, apparently some charges are coming out now they say we've heard the last of this congress but they are going to take it all the way to january 3rd when they can no longer speak and do whatever they can to push down push back and punish and i don't even know that we've heard the last of them then because they are the party of tricks we talked uh, about the, the omnibus bill. We talked about the narrative that the uh, the administration and the left have, the deep mm -hmm. state. Um, you know, last week, uh, Zelensky was in town. And, of course, uh, Biden got up in front of Congress and he said this. But I want you to know, President Zelensky, I want you to know that all the people of Ukraine to know as well. The American people have been with you every step of the way, and we will stay with you. We will stay with you for as long as it takes. As I said, Mr. President, you don't have to worry. Uh, we are staying with Ukraine as long as Ukraine is there. We're staying with you as long as, as long as Ukrainian is there. Ukraine is there. He's, uh, that's a little tell there, if you ask me. We'll yeah, stay with you as long as the Ukraine is there. Hmm. Yeah, well, what, what's, what's he saying going to happen? But here's my thing. Uh, America stands with you. Really? Everybody I know does not want to be giving money to the Ukraine. I don't remember a vote on this. Should we give money to the Ukraine? Maybe we need to But he start. doesn't care about that, Bill. He I care about yeah, it. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't care whether you or I want our money to go to the Ukraine or not. There was no vote put up. Well, actually, actually, there was, in his mind, all of the representatives who approved the omnibus bill, who represent who? 
They represent us. They are our voice in Congress. All of them who voted for the omnibus bill agreed that it was okay. When was the last time your damn senator or your damn congressman came to town and did a town hall meeting and come up with these things that, well, you know, we have the omnibus bill that we have to do, and we'll keep the government going. Oh, by the way, we're going to help out the Ukraine. How do you feel about that? Boom! Yeah, they won't do that, Bill. They won't do that. They they because when, they'll if, get an answer when they, they don't do want. come to town. They'll tell you about all the wonderful things we've done together. But look at what we have a new bridge. Oh my goodness! I got the highway made into four lanes from two. Isn't that wonderful? But they won't talk about the waste and the graft that they've been involved with. They will not do that. Let me tell you. Um, getting back to to Biden and the Ukraine. Yeah, uh, nice guys. There's a guy named Colonel Doug McGregor. We've had him on mm-hmm. our show uh, several times in the past. I love playing audio from him because he doesn't pull any punches. And the interesting thing about him is he knows what's really happening in the Ukraine, and he tells you what's really happening in the Ukraine, and it is not going well for the Ukrainians. They they tell you it is. You know, they tell you that things are great and that we're winning and that the Russians are being held back. But McGregor is more of a boots-on-the-ground kind of combat uh, officer who tells you like it really is based upon his experience and the guys he knows who really are in the know, in the Pentagon Mm -hmm. and things like that. Well, what happened to McGregor? He used to be a regular on Fox News. Right. And all of a sudden, he just disappeared from Fox News because he wasn't saying the things that Fox wanted him to say. He wasn't carrying the water for Fox. He wasn't staying in bounds, so to speak. He was talking about what's really happening, and they didn't like it. So before you know it, he disappeared. Well, he was on Real America's Voice. Uh, he was on one of the one of the shows on Real America, and uh, he had some interesting things to say about what's really happening in the Ukraine. Listen here. Americans need to understand that they're watching a couple of things happen. The first is a massive wealth transfer. It's not necessarily going to Ukraine. Some of that money will end up in Ukraine. At this point, we're already paying for the army, for the bureaucracy, for the state. Uh, But that's actually minor in terms of expense. The largest portion of the money just goes to DOD to replace equipment that has been sent and then subsequently moves to the defense industries who profit enormously. The donors who keep the politicians in office are then rewarded because of their investments with the defense industries. And they then take some of that money and recycle it back into the politicians on the Hill as an expression of gratitude. Thank you for transferring all this wealth to us. Here is your cut. So that's why you had so many Republicans desert, go ahead and support the left because they're really part of the uniparty. They're all enriching themselves. So that's the first piece of theater. The second piece of theater, which Americans don't really understand either, is that the Ukrainian army in the Donbass in eastern Ukraine is on the verge of collapse. They've taken hundreds of thousands of casualties. They're way north of 100,000 dead, closing in on 150,000 dead. The 93rd Ukrainian Army Brigade was just withdrawn from Bakhmut, which has been turned into a Ukrainian bloodbath by the Russians. And they left after suffering 70% casualties. 
for them, that means that out of 4,000 men, only 2,800 were left behind. In other words, 70% were left behind. They pulled out with about 1,200 men. That's a catastrophe. Wow. That's what's really happening. And when the Russians finally launch their offensive, Americans are going to watch this entire house of cards collapse. And then the real question is, will someone stand up and finally put an end to this utterly false narrative, which has enriched lots of people here, but hasn't done much good for the United States? You just threw out numbers and battles I've never heard or seen anywhere in mainstream. No, good news is the only thing that's reported, and it's supposedly Ukrainian good news. Right. In reality, we haven't had much good news from Ukraine for a long time. This whole thing is going to come to a halt. There's no question about it. Uh, the question is, will anybody notice? Because the mainstream media really doesn't cover this. No. And they could simply change the subject. Yeah, something else President Biden said at the end. He said, not only will we support Ukraine as long as it takes, he said, we will support Ukraine as long as it's there. Ukraine is not going to be there much longer the way things are headed. That's the sad truth. Wow. I mean, he said one of the units lost 70% of its men. 70%. Well, we've said all along that we couldn't understand how the Ukraine was doing all so well. Yeah. You know, from what the news was saying, well, the Ukrainians, you know, they're not a trained army, but they are damn good. Yeah. And they're taking on the Russians. The Russians may have old stuff, but they are a fighting country. And, you know, their sons and daughters that fight in that military they want to go home and see their families too That's so right. uh it doesn't matter what you know they got the bigger team right how do you sustain yourself when you lose 150,000 men in one area and nobody talks about it and what he said is true they can just our media can just Change the change subject. The story. Just change the subject. So they will never admit that they lost in the Ukraine. The Ukraine can just gradually be turned off. They just turn the spigot off, and before you know it, no one's even thinking about the Ukraine anymore. We've moved on to something else. Hey, the news will shut a story off like uh, like uh, the tap the water. Just yep. that's it. It's off. If they if it doesn't support what they are trying to sell you they'll turn it off you'll bring it up they'll ignore it and then if you still bring it up they'll turn around just like uh, joe biden and his spokesperson will do just turn around and walk away from you so you got to ask yourself why are we in this war why are we so involved in the ukraine war why are we sending so much money when we're we're broke over here but why are we sending so many billions of dollars to the ukraine what are we going to get out of it? Well, you and I aren't going to get a damn thing out of it, okay? You and I, the JQ public got here, we're getting nothing from it. Nothing. It's not going to benefit us at all. As a matter of fact, it puts us more in jeopardy, okay? We're more in the line of fire with the Russians. And the Russians, they, were, they made a commercial for Europe. And it's running mm -hmm. on European television right now. And it was a very creative commercial. The Russians did. It starts off with, uh, it says Christmas 2021, and it shows a young couple with a little child, a little girl about seven, and they right. give her a hamster for Christmas. Oh, isn't mm. that great? And she, it's her pet. That was 2021. 
Then the next picture of Phase 2 Christmas 2022. Now they have they have a wheel that's connected to a small generator, and they have the hamster in it, and it's running around the wheel powering the Christmas tree lights because they're losing their power, right? That's mm-hmm. 2022. And finally, this is the the end of the commercial, Christmas 2023. They're all sitting around the table. There's a, each, the each of them have a bowl of soup, and in the bowl of soup, the father's eating, and he's going along, and he he takes a spoonful of soup, and he pulls a little bone out of the soup, and he looks at it, and the mother puts her her finger to her mouth like, shh, don't say anything. <laughs> that was the hamster. Um, that and, for, and they didn't tell Europe they were going to do this. They just bought time and started airing this spot, Russian television. I think Russia knows where this could go, where this might lead. I mean, at the very least... They they still control a lot of the fuel going into Europe, and they can shut yeah, off the spigot. You know, sadly, you know, with Joe giving up everything, and we have we have plentiful resources right here in our own homeland. But he hasn't given it all away yet or sold it. He's working on it because it's money for him. Uh, we get a lot of our resources now from Russia yeah. and Venezuela. You know, why are we doing that? You know, we want to be a self-reliant country. Well, we want to build up our national pride and wealth, and you know, again, in exports. Show but me yet, one thing he has done for our benefit. Uh, now, yeah, nothing. Can I get back to you on that. Yeah, I think you're going to have to because yeah. he hasn't done a darn thing, in my estimation. I, I, if you can point to something, let me tell you something, folks. If you're listening and you think he's done a great job. Oh, let us know. Yeah, please. We have a phone number, 833-538-7868. You can call, leave us a message, and tell us what he did or has done to make us a better country in the two years he's been president. Or you can drop us an email uh, at our email address. Yeah, it's mail at itsanotherday.com. Or you can go to mail at crnamerica.com. Either way, uh, the the guy that gets the, the mail, his name is... Mail, M-A-I-L. Yeah. <laughs> used to be a postal service guy, and then he went yes. ballistic, and well, yeah, we hired true. him. Exactly. Um, I don't think you're you're going to have much luck finding something that he's done to help us as a people. I mean, he pulled us out of the Afghan war, and if you are anti-war, you may say, well, we got out of that war. Yeah, we also left behind thousands of our, our supporters and, and billions in our supplies, and uh, that was an embarrassment the way we got out of that war. Uh, yeah. and, and uh, but he he then turned around and jumped right into another war. Mm-hmm. He has our money and our blood invested in that war. You may say, well, we haven't got any troops over there. What we have over there, they they learned to cut corners. Uh, we have advisors, we have uh, mercenaries, we have American oh. mercenaries on the ground, guys who are getting paid. They don't have official troops, maybe. But they can work around it. They can they can figure out a way to get it so that there are people over there helping them out. You know, there was a song in 1963, and it's been floated around since. I think they even used it in a, well, I forget, but it was called The Masters of War. And it is about what Dwight Eisenhower talked about. The, you know, oh, the, yeah. The, His yeah. farewell address about... Uh, about uh, the military complex, the great... Yes, yeah. yes. Well, that's what it's about. Bob Dylan did the song. 
Yep. And I thought, wow, you know, uh, you look at Cheney, you look at Bush, you look at Biden. Biden was one of the masters of war in our time with the Iran-Iraq war. And now look what he's doing now with the Ukraine. And why is it that we're doing this stuff? We're not in this thing to win it. They don't care about loss of life. They yeah. don't care about you. But there has to be something. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? We're we're buying and selling. Well, we're not buying. We're Well, we are. We're buying arms and giving away arms. You know, and the stuff that we left behind in Afghan, hey, here's it's like giving them a check. Yeah. Because we can buy more. Yeah, exactly right. No person in their right mind would have left $89 billion uh, for the Taliban unless they were they were thinking ahead. Hey, we leave that there, and we'll have to replenish it. That means we'll help our buddies in the arms industry. They'll make That's a lot right. of money, and things will be great. And when you do it, it it's like a commission, yeah. you know? I just, or not even that, it could be a referral fee. You know, somebody in real estate would know what that is. But the point is, they're getting money from doing this. And that, my friends, is what a lot of your congressmen and your senators are doing. They don't want to come to you and ask you for permission, because if they did that, you'd say no. You know, so, I, on another uh, topic, but kind of related, uh, I've been following the Carrie Lake trial, you know, in right. Arizona. She is the uh, Republican candidate who believes that the election was manipulated and stolen from her. And she, she and her lawyer uh, presented a fabulous case to the judge. I, I followed it. It was detailed. It laid it all out. Uh, they had uh, expert witnesses who actually backed up their allegations. And this judge sat there and he looked like he was listening, but he couldn't have been because... On Saturday morning, Christmas Eve, he dismissed Carrie Lake's election lawsuit against uh, Katie Hobbs. Dismissed it. Mm -hmm. uh, Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson found Carrie Lake's lawyers had not proven Maricopa officials committed any kind of misconduct. I mean, wait a second. Hold it. Flag on the play. The fact that they had 60% of their machines not working on election day, that's not misconduct? Oh, no. That was just an accident. Carrie Lake has said, don't worry about it. We're, we're appealing it. I was thinking about this, and this goes to the conspiracy theories, but you heard Elon Musk this morning right. say that most every conspiracy theory that was out there about Twitter actually came out to be true. So maybe the theory isn't all that bad, but I can't help but think that guys like George Soros, who has invested, who has invested millions of his own dollars in our judicial system to get people into positions of power mm -hmm. so that they could affect outcomes in the future, it's paying dividends right now. He's calling in the chips, as they would say. You look at a guy who goes for a judgeship and you find out that there was a million dollars put into his campaign to run. Well, who in their right mind would do that? Heck, the judge only makes about 150000 a year. So, but you find out that someone, some pack out there, put some massive amount of money into his uh, his election campaign. Yeah, how's the judge going to pay him back unless it's with favors? Absolutely, and a lot of favors uh, have been called in in 2020. I'll never forget. Was it a judge out in Colorado? I think in Denver, 
he supposedly was listening to the evidence, and everyone thought, oh, the evidence is fantastic. They're going to probably have a, a reversal or at least a, a reopen the case about uh, the conspiracy for the elections in, in Colorado. And then the judge, as soon as he stopped listening, said, dismissed, the president has no standing. You know, no standing. He's the president, and it's his case, and he's running. It's his election, but he had no standing. Yeah, well, the guy had a predisposed outcome in his mind. Yep. So he was going through the motions, and that's all there is to it, and we've seen that a lot. But, you know, if you're a bluey lefty, then yeah. you're going to sit there and go, yeah, see, uh, you're not going to delve in and go, okay, I get it. So why did he do this? Well, he did it because he was paid for, bought, paid for. Yeah. And, you know, you got Democrats today. I, I saw some, somebody, um, they did a post and they're going, yeah, yeah, I'm a lifelong Democrat. And, and you know, I can't trust anybody on the right. These guys that are denying, uh, the, uh, the election and, and everything like that. As a matter of fact, at work, uh, I have to check their work all the time because people, you know, that are on the right are just stupid. Huh. I'm sitting there thinking, how arrogant are you? But okay, you want to say that people on, on the right are stupid. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, most of those people from the 60s and 70s, they were the Democrats of the time. They were the working class. So basically, you're telling me that your party is infiltrated by something other than... Oh, yeah. You know? You're saying a lot of them who were Democrats in the 70s uh, uh, and now are the Republicans of the, of the 21st century. And they're the older stupid. People, and they're stupid, right. Uh, hey, listen, they love branding you. You know, this is the, this is the side that is, tells you you shouldn't brand people. But then they turn around and they brand everybody. They label everybody. That's Everybody's right. got a brand. But, uh, for example, we were talking about this just before the show started. Thousands have lost power after three substations were sabotaged in Tacoma, Washington. What are they trying oh, to do? Oh, yeah. What, what they said, well, well, we've said this before, and uh, the watch out for attacks from groups that have political agendas so uh, another way in other words that was the wind up get ready for the pitch yeah. they're gonna blame it on the right yeah and you by know? the way most of the turmoil and trouble over the last few years most of the violence and things like that have been started by people on the left it's yeah. been the left antifa blm the riots in the street they weren't right and even even the demonstrations in Washington on January 6th, the people who were rioting, they believe, were infiltrators from the left, not actual people who were there to protest. Yeah, well, when you say they believe, we believe, because I would say the people reporting the news, they know yeah. what was going on, but they're going to stick to the script that they have been paid to read. A lot of these people are so freaking stupid <laughs> You know, they don't know that their boss and their employer is being paid for them to read that script. They, they're not journalists by the true sense of the word. They, they're oh, biased. They, they really, you made a very good point. When we were young people in broadcasting, right? if the anchor uh, on channel whatever 
in, in the same building. They were usually also news people. You'd see them when they weren't on camera in the newsroom typing up a story, uh, talking to somebody, getting an idea of what they're saying. They were involved with the news. Today, they're Ken and Barbies. They get up there. They have the hair has to be just right. That's why you very rarely see bald-headed news news anchors because that doesn't fit the image they want to present. You have to look just right. They even carried that look over into the presidency. Since yep. John F. Kennedy, how many presidents have been bald? Come on. I mean, we had we had the last bald president, I think, was Dwight Eisenhower. And after that, it was like Kennedy had hair, nice hair. And look at Bill Clinton. If Bill Clinton had receding hair or no hair, do you think he would have been president like Hell heck? Hell no. No way. Look, you know, Hollywood, and Hollywood is a tool of the left, too. Hollywood has, they've ruined People, uh, you know, women have to have a certain shape and look a certain way. Men have to be a certain way too, you know, to yeah. be a man. Of course, a manly now man. To, yes, of course. Well, no, a manly man is not good anymore <laughs> because a manly man should really be. Uh, hello, yes. I'm a he him. <laughs> Actually, I'm a him her he ha. Yes, you know, and I'm like going, and they're making it a norm. Yeah. And, you know, I even have a thought on that, you know, because I'm going, the numbers don't support the wokeism, and I don't care how you identify. I yeah. really don't. But they're showing people in force more and more and more as if it is the norm. And then people start to believe it's the norm. And I am not so sure. As I read an article somewhere, and I'll have to dig it up but that they can actually sit there, you know, your brain is an amazing electronic device. (laughs) Yeah. But it can be manipulated by drugs and chemicals. Sure. It can Uh, look at, look at, look at something as simple and as old as truth serum, right? Right. Pentothal. You give that to somebody and uh, you can get them to tell you something they're trying to conceal. They used it in spy uh, situations all the time. Oh, he won't talk. He won't. He won't talk. He won't talk. Give him that shot. That's it. Yeah, I mean, there are medications out there that they give people uh, that can make you um, make you suicidal. Of course, uh, they yeah. can make you a uh, a sex fiend. Um, and, and I have a drug in mind. I know what it is. I don't know if I should say it or not. But it's out there, and they actually prescribe it if somebody comes in with uh, a depression or, let's say, somebody was abused in any way. The the state psychologist will give them a thing called Latuda. I've heard and, about that, yeah. And Latuda will They've had commercials there, on TV for Latuda. Yeah, to sue over it. Uh, and what will happen is a person can sit there and be manipulated in thought, and that right. Latuda drug will sit there and take over. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that you know that they're playing games with drugs on people and sexuality, but the numbers don't support a lot of things of what you see, and a lot of people are getting into this well, woke thing. In an attempt to have a solution to the opioid pandemic, researchers at the University of Houston are in the process of creating a new vaccine. That's in quotes, vaccine that prevents fentanyl from reaching the brain. 
As of right now, the vaccine is in trial stages but should be available and on the market in three to four years. So they've worked on a, a vaccine that stops fentanyl from taking effect in the brain. So you were talking about being able to manipulate. I mean, right. they've got it right here. If, if you don't believe me on Latuda, there's a lawsuit on that. You know, people that have sat there, whatever their ailment is, it, actually, it accentuates it. Or if somebody plants a thought there, it accentuates it. Or it takes it takes part in your mind. Everybody has weird thoughts. Yeah. Everybody. But you have a certain barrier or a fence in your mind, a, a code of conduct. You're going, I can't go past that. Right. That drug takes that barrier, yeah. that common sense, and throws it out the window. Right. And opens up that, well, that looks like fun. Let's try it out. And you become an ex uh, obsessive person. Getting back to that power station situation, I should, I wanted to give people a little uh, background. We mentioned that there was the uh, three power stations in Tacoma, Washington. It says right. two power substations in Tacoma, Washington, were initially reported sabotaged Sunday morning, leaving around 7,300 customers without electricity on Christmas Day. Later, a third substation was reported to have been attacked, bringing the total number of customers uh, without power to about 14,000. The attacks have been reported as burglaries because the substations were broken into. So, the, the, somebody is doing something to the power grid because this isn't the first story about this. We talked about uh. North Carolina. Uh, there were two situations down there uh, last week. We had someone in Oregon had a problem with their power stations. Now we, we have had it one happen. here in Pennsylvania. And, and you know, they're doing it during when? They're doing it during a, a cold snap. A bad cold snap. You got to well, wonder, but they're going to blame it on the right. Everything is a wind-up and a pitch. And as you say to me when I yeah, I get on a rail here, oh, here comes the wind-up, and there's the pitch. But, you know, <laughs> that's what they're doing. And I, I see it. You know, they're, they're, they're setting up Trump, yeah. you know, in a big way. And you got academia that's going... Yes, I'm a constitutional law professor. I know everything about oh, law. Oh, God, I'm so sick. Let me tell you, folks, think twice before you follow the opinions of a lot of these professors on television, oh, these experts. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the picture of this guy, and I'm going, I wouldn't let this guy put water in my radiator. But he's sitting yes. there going, well, you know, based on all the facts. I'm the of dean of political six, studies at Yale or something. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I'm the executive trash taker out here at uh, Harvard. <laughs> and, uh, Are you and, talking and, trash? Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> trash. But this guy is sitting there going, you know, Trump, his only his only way out. And of course, they dropped this this turkey bomb on on Christmas Day, saying, "Well, his only way out is he's going to have to plead insanity." <laughs> this man, truly, I, I want you to take a good look at him because you're looking at an idiot when somebody says something like that. Someone makes a suggestion like that; he can't be taken seriously by any anybody who is thinking about it. first of all whether you like trump or not and a lot of people love him but a lot of people don't like him but a lot of people love the guy the guy is a smart guy the guy is a smart guy he has built billion dollar businesses he has been successful 
He has done things that the average guy has never done, right? He became president in four years with with the opposition doing everything they can to destroy him, actively destroy him. He succeeded. He right. succeeded. I mean, how do you do that? I mean, he's fighting off all these clowns who are trying to pull him apart. And in the process, he achieves goals and, and succeeds and makes us a, a better country. They will continue to do this, Bill, by the way. They will continue to throw garbage at Trump the closer we get to 2024. Although I don't think if things don't change to our system, I think that the other side will only have perfected the cheat and he won't win in 2024. Because I don't. Uh, yeah. If, if if look, if something doesn't happen fast. And I'm not saying there's yeah. white ha- white hats and out in the in the off in the distance riding their horses in right. to do anything because I haven't seen it. I well, don't we don't know. know. I don't think we would know anyway, Bill. The average no, time. we wouldn't know. I and you know the news that we're getting on Republicans is is showing that we're idiots and we don't know what we're doing and we're fighting. You've even now got the Trump family telling on one another, and I'm going like, what? You know. I mean, that's look, the I news have, saying that the, the news is saying that. Right. And I'm sitting there going, the laws of probability are totally against the news. But, yeah, right. they're going to continue saying it because the American public, I hate to say this, is stupid. Well, it's you not know? stupid. Being... It, it is. It is easily manipulated. How's that? Because of Na- how... naive, because we sit there, we've been we've we've been taught to believe everything you hear in the news. That's exactly right. You know, going back to the days of Walter Cronkite, when he, when he talked, everybody listened. When he said something, it was the truth. Uncle, uncle Walter wouldn't lie to you, but they did. We just didn't know it back then. And now, now they're blatant about it. You look at CNN and look at MSNBC. How can a business justify losing as much money as they lose on those two networks and to still keep doing what they're doing. I mean, well, if you, you gotta, were, if you ran a business and you're losing money hand over fist, wouldn't you be fighting to make changes to keep it alive? I mean, you'd be doing things to change it. Well, you got to have money coming in from somewhere. You can't keep going. Right. Unless you're getting money somewhere. So, Where's the money coming from? That's exactly right. It's coming from some dark, hidden resource somewhere. CNN is owned by Time Warner. That is a huge conglomerate, a huge business. And you know they're funneling money into it to keep it alive. You know that mm-hmm. You know that ratings be damned, uh, revenue be damned. We'll do anything we have to do to keep it alive. And we're not going to make the changes. I mean, one of the things I thought, if I were president of CNN and I looked at the abysmal ratings that they have, I would have probably said when uh, the new ownership took place, is look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to build a parallel CNN in the dark, meaning not on the air. They, no one's going to know about it. So that, and it's going to be a neutral, real news agency. Mm-hmm. We're going to staff it with people from around the country who are news people. And we're going to put them, get them ready to go on the air. And then I'm going to go in when we take over, and I'm going to, in, in one fell swoop, make changes. I'm going to remove all of the partisans 
who have who have sullied and spoiled the network and ruined the network, and I'm going to replace them with this this complete network that I put together before I took charge, and I'm going to do it in a switch. But they didn't do that. When they took charge with this new ownership and new president, it was in little dribs and drabs. We'll remove this guy, and that'll be fine. Oh, Chris Cuomo will go, and we'll get rid of this guy. And that doesn't cut the mustard, okay? Mm-mm. They put we'll take Don Lemon off the evening program where he's so controversial. We'll put him out on the morning show where it's a more gentle show. You know, sunrise and we'll have him surrounded by the two ladies and they'll be more accepted by the people in the morning really don't know what he was like at nighttime. That's bull, okay? That's not a change. That's no, it's not. an adjustment. So, I mean, it, it never made sense to me that they didn't make a massive switch. You have a, a business that's, that's destroying itself. You move. It's like saying to somebody with cancer, you have cancer. We're not going to take the whole cancer out. We're just going to take a little piece out today, and maybe next week we'll take another little piece out. When a doctor goes in to remove cancer, he goes in to take every bit of that cancer out. Every piece of cancer, everything mm-hmm. that he can get his hands on, he removes. Why Why wouldn't they do the same thing with a, a failing, dying network? Unless, Bill, there are people in the background who want it to be a certain way, and they're paying a lot of money. Lot See, of that's money where I have the problem. You know, for balanced news, I don't care that there's a CNN that's totally libtard. Um. The, you know, I think there should be a, a balance of voices. Hey, we're a liberal network. Hey, we're a conservative network. We're non-biased. It should be a balance. But I think where I hope in my thinking where they've gone wrong, it, that people will wake up is saying, why is everybody saying the same thing all the time? Is there different something networks? going on here? Yeah, they're getting they're getting the memo from DNC, and they're all reading it off the memo. Yeah, when everything is the here, same, here's it's the life under the mushroom. Here's what bothers me about it: when somebody says we're a news network, the word news should equal neutrality. I think it should be the right. facts and only the facts. If you are, if you call yourself a news channel. And then all you do is feed people propaganda and lies. You're not a news channel. You're a propaganda channel. So you should say, hey, we're news and propaganda. We're, well, I, I don't think you should say news. You can't be news. If, right. you, if you're not giving people the facts, you're not a news channel. I well, think. they give them facts, but they give them altered facts or edited facts. See, that's. We call those uh, lies where I come from. My well, father, it yeah. is a lie. I mean, now we have opinion on our shows. They would say, well, aren't you doing the same thing? We give you the facts. We don't sit there and twist them. You know, if somebody did something wrong. What do we bill ourselves, though, Bill? What do we bill ourselves as? We went on our banner, on our website and stuff like that. We, we don't say we're a news, a news network. No. We're, we're opinion. Yeah. We are we are news and conversation opinion. opinion yeah. yeah. News, conversation, and opinion. And that's it. Yep. Or talk. You can call it talk. But we vet our news in the fact that uh, I, I brought stories. You're going, wait a minute. I got to look this up. And, you know, 90% of the time you're going, wow, I didn't know that. 
same goes the other way, you know, because I'll find something you missed. You find something that I missed and uh, you find a lot more than I missed than, you know, I find that you missed. But, uh, but, you know, the point is, uh, but you don't have to go far to look for the news. Right. All you got to do is just turn on your, you know, the TV or your laptop, but you can go out and see and hear the news. Now, I have not heard one single person out saying that, wow, man, I'll tell you what, you know, we got to send more money to the Ukraine. Right. And when, when this first came out, everyone said, Hey, we got to help out democracy. And they, they flew the flag. Um, I have not seen one damn flag hey, up. I haven't They've heard anybody come down. How many people have you heard say, boy, I'm glad those borders are open. Well, I've never heard that. Never. <laughs> Neither have I. And, and I've heard everybody bitch about the omnibus bill. Oh, absolutely. So, so what are we doing? And when everybody starts now, see, everybody is keeping a tab of the money that we're giving to the Ukraine and the money right. we're throwing away. And the number one thing that I hear from everyone, and I would challenge the news people to go out and don't go and do a hack job on it or an edit job, ask them how they really feel about all the money that's going out. The, the thing they're going to say, where in the hell is all this money coming from? Oh, I know. Nobody's asking that question, Bill. Nobody's asking that. You would think the media would be saying, how are we going to be able to afford a, a trillion-dollar omnibus bill? I mean, there was a time, we talked about this last week, when if you were $3 trillion in debt, that was like obscene. Who's gonna, how are your children going to pay it off? Now these clowns in Washington, without even reading the damn thing, 4,000 pages, by the way, that should be illegal by itself. You should never have a bill that's 4,000 pages to run a government. I don't care. You well, should, yeah, you should be you simple. have a bill that's 4,000 pages, and every bill should be have one topic what the bill is right well we'd never be able to get through these and, this, and uh, well maybe there's a reason you'd never be able to get through those bills because we don't want the damn bill yeah you know let's focus on what's in but those clowns in washington down. those clowns in washington would hear you say what you just said and laugh at you and poo poo he doesn't know what he's talking about how well naive. you know what i would challenge them to come and sit there and debate that face to face yeah, and wave your hand in front of my face. Go get out of here! You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and see where that hand of yours ends up. <laughs> hey, one more thing. All I can tell you is January sixth, that uh, Supreme Court decision, uh, that Supreme Court case, rather, uh, with the Brunson brothers. Yes. Who? And you know, if that were to, and it's such a long shot, but if that case were to be decided in their favor, it would remove most of well, Congress. Let me ask you a question. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's let, let's back up the bill here. Right. Why is the bill so important and what transpired? It wasn't about whether the election was stolen, but it does kind of point at some of the stuff that they're going after Trump for right now after the January 6th saying he was trying to steal the election. On December 2nd of 2020, he did something as president. And basically, you know, he was getting, we have evidence. We know that things were not what they were supposed to be. Now, he, the National Defense Act or whatever it was, basically he called for that, which requires Congress and Senate to sit down and vote, you know, and when they vote, 
They have to do it. They are sworn sworn into office right. to protect. To. Yes. And they didn't do democracy. that. Right. And he was saying there are bad players in D.C. We have treasonist in here, which means that if you vote against it. Now, all right. some of those players will be out of office in January 6th. They will have been gone. If it's found in the favor of the Brunson brothers, they should lose their pensions. If they are proven to be treasonous, they should be arrested. I mean, I'm just saying based upon that case. Well, they, they don't – based on that case, Yeah, they don't get a trial. They didn't do what they were sworn to do. Yeah. Uh, and they become a treasonist. It's not that they didn't do their right. job. Is that a they long let sh- you down. Is that a long shot? Hey, you know, I just looked at the clock on the wall way over, Bill. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but I don't hold my breath. That case is going to tell me the state of the union. With that, we're going to bid you adieu because we are over time, but it's been a good conversation. Enjoy the day with your family, your friends, and uh, enjoy the week. We don't know what's going to happen one year from today. Pray for our country. Pray for us, huh? You be well. You have a good one, sir. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.